0: Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari.
1: I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. I am here today. I'm very excited for our topic that we're gonna get into. And I am here with Gina Ferrari and Kristen Corona.
0: Hey, everybody. So glad you're here to join us today.
1: Hi. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. So today we are going to dive into a topic that's a little bit different, but I think it's very revealing. And it's taken right out of Acts 13, 49 to 52. And I'm calling this episode, we're calling it But So And... And I'm going to explain that. So let's dive into the verse, and I'll emphasize those three words that we'll talk about in a minute. It says, The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, but the Jews incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So... They shook the dust from their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. Is that how you say that? And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So the concept is, but represents opposition, trials, or difficulty. Now we recognize that opposition, trials, and difficulty can be of our own making But in this case, we're going to focus on those that enter from the outside, such as the pandemic we just went through or fill in the blank, right? Just opposition, trials and difficulties. So if you look at the verse here, the said verse, the word of the Lord spread through the whole region. So things are going along just fine. Uh, in this verse. They're doing their job. They are stepping up to their call. They're spreading the word. The whole region is receiving it. But the Jews incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So therein is the opposition and trial and difficulty that they encountered in that location. So when we think about we're going along with our lives and difficulty and trials enter in in whatever form, right? Sometimes you see them coming, sometimes you don't. So in the case of the coronavirus that we all just went through in the pandemic, um, there was some buzz that it was coming, you know, to the States and, and what we have you.
0: had no concept, yeah. right?
1: No idea, no clue uh, that it was going to be of the magnitude that it was. Right. Um, and so, you know, hearing about early on what was going on in Italy and mm-hmm. what was going on, you know, of course, in China and just fear, the fear was almost palpable, right, that was happening at that time. And. So there's no indication that it was going to be of that magnitude. So when you look at even in our own lives, it can be you're going along fine, but then there were layoffs. Or you were going along fine, but then these symptoms started, right? And you had to go to the doctor and get that investigated and looked at. So whatever the case may be, and it's probably as long as, you know, it's a very long infinite list, most likely, of the different scenarios so looking at this deeper, what do you ladies, I mean, what's your take on it when you think about external oppositions entering into, into our lives?
0: When we don't see it coming, yeah. we have, uh, you know, it's just blindsided when we're blindsided with something. Right. Yeah, that that is is really difficult because you don't have any time to prepare, right? If we have an idea, something's going to happen. Like even with the pandemic, we had, we were hurt hearing that something was going on and there's this virus and then it's spreading. And so we, and it's coming, you know, to the United States, even though we had no idea what it was going to end up looking like, we knew something was going on. So, um, I think that, Sometimes that's a little easier than when we truly are blindsided by a butt. Mm-hmm. You know, life is going along and then you know, you wake up and 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 something's wrong and and you didn't know that anything was wrong and people get diagnosed with things all the time that the day before they had no awareness of or or you know your husband asks for a divorce. You can get blindsided by so many things and then it just throws you into when you just uh, have the breath knocked out of you, right? You just don't even know what to do because you had no uh, awareness that something might even have really been wrong. So and you know I don't what know. also
1: I think about this too is that with the pandemic I'm really tired of hearing this, but we're all in this together. Yeah. So you knew that you weren't the only one. You did not feel as isolated. But when you have a situation like you're describing where you start experiencing symptoms or you are blindsided by, say, a divorce or another situation, you feel pretty alone right. in that. So there are all of the feelings that accompany that, you know, of feeling alone or scared or mm-hmm. whatever. And you don't have the entire country or world going through this with you, although six feet apart, but still <laughs> right. with you. right? right. Yeah. So what do you think? Kristen? In your home alone, yeah. but right, but right with you. <laughs>
2: but with you, yes. Well, I remember mid-March of last year. We our senior leadership team at work was I mean, we're a global company primarily in the US, but we're a global company. And I remember our senior leadership team getting together midweek trying to figure out should we go remote. We're not a 100% remote company, but trying to anticipate what might be coming we decided that we were going to go remote. We told everyone to take their laptops home and we thought it would be two weeks. Yeah, we we'll in Two weeks. Everybody was
1: saying two and weeks. And then two
2: weeks became a month, became two months, became 15 months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Became a long time. <laughs> and even when, as we were going through things, it seemed like more was piling on for certain people, whether it was people actually getting COVID and getting sick or losing people or, all of the companies that had to go through layoffs, people losing their jobs. And so it seemed like similar to what we were talking about in the last episode mm-hmm. where it just seemed like it was getting when you thought it couldn't get any worse it got worse. Right. And the like we're in it together thing I think just got overplayed yeah. and people began to get resentful Resented. around yes. it because even though we're experiencing COVID, the impact was very different for people. Yes. And to your point, it did seem like we were all going along, not just fine, because I'm not going to speak on behalf of millions of people, but it did seem like it was something that really came out of nowhere relative to the impact it had on all of our lives in some capacity. Yeah. Even if it was just being at home by yourself and everybody else in your family was healthy, happy, no one lost their job, no one got sick, that's still being
1: isolated Yes, yeah, impacts for you sure. for
0: sure. Yeah, for sure. and golly, how many kids now all of a sudden there's no school. Oh yeah, and you, pay, there's so many parents who are ill prepared to homeschool. I mean, even and, work. He, and and work. It was mm-hmm. yeah, there was just so much, and because my kids are are grown, that wasn't something that I had to experience. But I just thought about it it was very different for a lot of people on, yeah. uh, there was so many levels of how that affected people. Um, you know, whether it was the illness, like you said, or, or, or losing your job. I lost my job, you mm-hmm. know, or, you know, mom and dad in, in way over their head, trying to be able to teach their kids and then kids being home while they're trying to work from home. It's just so much.
1: Yeah. So much. And, you know, It's something where there's no way we could have planned for it. Right. And there's no way that we could have anticipated this coming. However, I do find myself, and we'll get into this with the so in the end, but I do find myself appreciating so much more. Like passing a restaurant or like a strip mall and there's people in there eating nice two years ago wouldn't have even crossed my mind right right we just had the fourth of july and of course last year it was canceled Mm -hmm. but this year driving home from somewhere i don't know restaurant or dinner or whatever and i'm seeing all the cars lined up on the street for the fourth of july fireworks you know to go see the fireworks in our the city where we live and what i'm never thought of that I would have been like oh look at all these cars and I'm glad I wouldn't have to walk that far whatever now it's like thank you God that <laughs> there's traffic that, thank Heather. you that yes right. and right. so it's just crazy how it will change you and it will change you know your your the way you look at things and your perspective um, so so that's the but mm-hmm. um, and it can come in many different forms so looking at, you know, also, I, I kind of want to point out, too, um, just a reminder, you know, that uh, Paul uh, and Barnabas say later on, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. This is verse 14, 22. So hardships and the butt should be no surprise. Right. Although we can't plan for them individually, right? And they hurt and sting like heck, you know, when it happens, but it shouldn't be a surprise, and so but, we should come to expect them. But it shouldn't be a right. surprise. But it just <laughs> happens. That's right. It's going to be hard for me to not use these I'm going to count how many times we say <laughs> but, so, and <laughs> and. I think I need a thesaurus, all the different words that we can use for these three, three words. So getting into the second word, which is so, uh, this is our response to the difficulty trial or opposition It's our choice. It's our given response. And it's the only one of the three that we have any, well, in this case, we have control over. So is just an incredibly important but very small word. And the two letters, uh, in my mind, it really determines our attitude, focus, and outlook. So it's our given response to that, as I said. Um, So moving through it, you know, looking at the actual verse— it says, quote, "So they shook the dust from their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. So what does their chosen response mean? When I was thinking about this and researching it, they, this symbolized cleansing themselves from the contamination of those who did not worship God. For Paul and Barnabas to do this to the Jews meant that Jews who reject the gospel are not truly part of Israel and are no better than pagans. That was their um, their response. They were following instructions that Jesus provided, which is interesting, by the way. Um, he told them, uh, in Mark 6:11, to shake the dust from their feet and the dust of any town that would not accept or listen to them. So that was an instruction or a directive from Jesus. They chose to follow it. They chose to do that. Um, but what I find equally as interesting is what they did not do. They did not internalize the rejection or the persecution. They did not allow themselves to be discouraged. They did not doubt the message. They did not continue to try and convince them and stay longer and, you know, overstay their welcome. They did not harbor bitterness. So equally important to those things is what they did not do. They simply accepted their choice to not believe at that time and moved on. So I think that's kind of an interesting thing to dive into and to kind of uh, discuss on this is the word so, as they had a chosen response of so and how they responded, but also in our own personal lives, we have that same choice today. We can hang out and try to convince someone of something let us draw ourselves into an unhealthy relationship. We can stay longer than we should in, in a place. We can doubt the message of God because it doesn't resonate or align with how we think things should be going. We can um, harbor bitterness for the trial toward God or toward others. You know, We can internalize it and really start to believe and question our own value. There's so many things that we could do, So looking at our chosen response and that which we have control over, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts, Gina and Kristen, about your SO, like what you, um, is there a time in your life where you've had a response to the SO, could be the pandemic, could be another thing, that you had a chosen response in how you responded to that trial? I think for
2: me, I mean, there's there's a lot of different things that we go through in life, to your point. Some of them can be minor. Some of them can be pretty big. I often, what really resonated with me in reading through this, especially with Paul and Barnabas, is it, it triggered me to think about something that I heard a long time ago at a church that we were a part of, uh, when we were living in Seattle my husband and I have moved around a lot for my job so we spent you know a couple of years in Colorado we spent a couple of years in Seattle Boston and then we ended up here in Orange County but I remember we were at church in Seattle in the pasture I, I, I can't remember the overarching theme of the message but this quote has stayed with me forever I talk about it all the time at work But he said, discipline is deciding between what you want now and what you want most. Mm. And what I love that you talked about with Paul and Barnabas relative to what they did not do made me think about how hard that must have been. To feel rejected Mm -hmm. and to feel we all desire to be liked to some extent. And accepted,
1: right? right. Yeah, and Mm want to be
2: accepted and to really be so grounded in your values and what's important to you and your overall mission and what's the most important Mm
1: -hmm.
2: has to be such a good feeling.
1: Yes, yes. And relief, you know, to know that you are doing what God set you apart to do and that you're honoring that call and you're doing that. Absolutely.
2: And so what I think about that relative to, even if we're we're thinking about the pandemic and thankfully I still have my job. We didn't have to go through mass layoffs. And I do have friends though, that have lost their job who are looking for work and there's such a great opportunity right now for people to be able to... There's so many people that are in a job because they're in a job.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: I started this job 10 years ago. I don't really like it. It's just kind of what I do. And even more so, there's people who might be in a job where it's not in alignment with their values anymore. And the, the but that came was the pandemic, and maybe that's why you got laid off and are no longer with your job anymore. So, your chosen response is really important right now mm-hmm. with what you decide to do with your time. Think about how often you're at work.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: 40 plus hours a week yeah. for a lot of
1: people. Yeah.
2: What a great opportunity to actually make sure that what you do next aligns with your values.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's a deep deep question to think about that because God is looking at the pandemic over the last what is it 15 16 months something like that since it began um, I see so many ways God has worked through this and it is something that we can embrace uh, or we can fight. Yeah. We can get bitter or we can get better, you know, yeah. as, a, as a society.
0: Well, you know, I lost my job um, in the pandemic and it was my favorite job that I'd ever had. Been there three and a half years and I loved my co-workers and we had this team that just ran really well together. And it was a job. But I really genuinely enjoyed it. and when um, I lost my job, it felt like a loss. it wasn't it wasn't just my income, it was the relationships that I built, um, the confidence that I had, um, the companionship you know there with the people. Um, and like you said, Kristen, you spent a lot of time there. And I'm older and I've had uh, many jobs. And I I know for a fact that I would not on my own have left that job until the doctor closed the office down and retired, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I would have retired with him, you know. That would have been my idea. Um, but that's not what happened. And, you know knowing when to walk away, like when they shook the dust from their feet and, and walked away because that's what they were told to do and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes knowing when to walk away is an important thing too. And um, I've got uh, Meniere's disease. And so w- what that is in equilibrium and it causes you to have vertigo and to get very dizzy and to have spells of that, um, which is totally under control for me now. However, the um, one of the contributing things or one of the, um, uh, I'm not sure what you call it, side effects. Mm-hmm. I guess side effects would be that I have tinnitus, which is a ringing in your ears, and it's 24-7. It never goes away. I've had it for three years. It's a very high, high-pitched, Um, ringing noise, um, that can be debilitating. Um, I've lost hearing, um, and it affected me. I I was somebody who multitasking was just part of my job. I mean, the, you know, it didn't matter. You could interrupt me. I could pick right back up where I was a lot of things going on in the office that I worked at. So multitasking was an important factor. I mean, that's just part of the job. Um, And after the manears and after the ringing in my ears, I changed. My abilities changed. My ability to hear a conversation over someone else talking or the music playing or the phone ringing was a real struggle. I could hardly sometimes get through the day. And of course, I, I didn't want people to know. So I downplayed it as much as possible. You don't want people Mm -hmm. to know you know what's going on and or it would affect my job but it did affect my job it affected my ability to do my job at the level that I should have been doing it and that was kind of a slow wearing down but I knew you know when you're not at your best and I knew that I wasn't as efficient and at my job as I once was. Um, I could make do because I showed up every day with a great attitude and a smile on my face and and plowed through and did the best that I could do. But it became more and more challenging. And when the pandemic came and our office closed down, um, uh, you know, I got laid off. I thought that that was going to be for just a very short period of time. And it ended up being um, out of work for a year even when the office went back because we were required to wear masks especially in a medical um, situation and all of that that had to take place I wasn't able to return because I have extreme claustrophobia covering my face up eight hours a day in my mouth I plus it affects me being able to hear uh, I look at people when they talk so it wasn't something that I could do so I couldn't go back and it broke my heart. Uh, Honestly, it did. I mean, it was a real loss to me and I didn't understand it and I didn't see that coming. And, um, so I just started looking, you know, for another job. It's the first time since I'm 15 years old that I didn't work, but, um, our doctor was right on top of it. And we signed, he had to sign up for unemployment and he furloughed us. And it was, you know, first time really on unemployment but God was so good and meeting all of my needs through the unemployment I actually did not ever miss a beat and was actually able to save some money which I would not have been able to do because I'm just making it it's just me living by myself taking care of my own responsibilities and so that was a blessing in in a in a painful time I had that blessing And then, you know, I looked and looked and looked for a job, and I've never even had such a hard time finding work. Nothing seemed to come together at all for me. And so, but the thing is that I never felt panicky about it. I remember telling you that, Catherine, when we had gone on walks, I always knew, I always knew the Lord's providing for me. He's meeting my needs um, just to have a good attitude and to stay faithful and, um, to continue praying and continue knocking on doors and leave it up to him to open them. And then when my, um, I saw a girlfriend that I hadn't seen in a long time and, uh, she's an attorney and she was asking about my work situation and we were just talking about it. And I was telling her that, you know, I went from really being able to multitask to being really a struggle for me. And she came up, With saying, I think I know what you can do and I can help you do this. And it was, um, you know, working for attorneys and doing redactions and doing it from home um, at my own pace, um, singular in focus, no multitasking to it, me sitting Mm -hmm. down and doing it. Um, So, with the ringing in my ears, nothing was affecting that because it was in the quiet of my own home completely at this stage in my life which I never thought I'd be changing careers again Um, but the Lord knew way ahead of time that um, it was time for me to move on and I wouldn't have moved on if he hadn't shut that door for me but in shutting that door for me he opened another door that meets me exactly where i am today mm-hmm. in my life he knows our skills he knows our weaknesses and he's always so good that he will provide exactly what we need, we need when we need it mm-hmm. so so that was my so it was you know and then so the, good yeah. <laughs> <was> so good <laughs> so uh, good yes and I in the that. end you know mm-hmm. and he provided that's right Exceedingly, yeah. above, but we're not to the like end again. yet. Okay.
1: So on we'll a stay with note, this show. I actually went to
2: a leadership conference about a year ago. No, not a year ago because that was during the pandemic, two years ago. <laughs> and uh, I learned a lot about how multitasking actually isn't good. Hmm. You should be focused on one task so you can be a hundred percent present.
1: So you were, were just ahead of the curve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes,
2: that's right. Little did well, I but, know. Yes. Little did you know. <laughs> yes.
1: And just side note, my side note to your side note. I learned that when you do multitask that it takes your brain a certain amount of time to readjust because you, when you're doing multiple things and you're switching gears and going from this to that to this, it's actually hard for your brain. It's got to take a few minutes to readjust and you lose productivity. I don't know if that was something that you guys mm-hmm. explored, but, yes, very, it's true for me. So I need to get more singular in my focus. <laughs> so back to our single focus of but so and – so I'm hearing, like, incredible stories from you both on the so. You know, how yeah. you guys responded to the challenge at hand. And um, I have mine, but it's not as clean as yours. Mine involves a diagnosis that I had uh, of, of rheumatoid arthritis. And it was something that... I had the symptoms and going through several rheumatologists, and finally five rheumatologists in, I was able to get a diagnosis uh, exactly what it was. It was a little funky, so it took some time to get there and get to one I liked, and um, it was kind of a devastating diagnosis because they wanted me to go on this medication that would... Pretty, pretty heavy duty stuff like, you know, stuff cancer patients will take, you know, chemo drugs and Mm. new biologics and stuff like that, that um, one of the side effects is a rare form of leukemia with no like, you know, that's one of the risks when you take it, you have to accept that there's no cure to that type of cancer should you get it and so I was really trying to put it off and I was getting worse and worse and worse and finally a doctor said to me Catherine if you don't take this you'll be in a wheelchair in 10 years so you've got to choose between that or taking this medication and I tried everything every alternative medication every holistic thing out there and it just wasn't there and so you know, part of me, this was not just on the heels of a very difficult, long seven-year journey of just a lot of stuff that actually, as a result, um, this ministry was born out of. So good things definitely come to those who wait. And uh, so going through that, but I think my so, so my but was, you know, that this uh, very difficult health challenge entered my life. And by the way, we have no history of this in our family. Um, I believe, actually, that, you know, disease is the body at dis-ease. You know, it's something that for seven years, you know, perhaps the stress or whatever led to this. So... weakening
0: of your immune system. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, An autoimmune disorder is what, yeah, what this is. So, um, anyway, so I finally... Gave in to what they wanted and took the medication and I got better for that time. So thank the Lord for that and responded. But it was interesting to me how... Um, how I wrestled with that and prayed to God, you know, for healing and the healing, I guess, would have come in the form of medication, right? Medication that's now available to us Mm -hmm. that wasn't to our grandparents or whatever. And so I'm very thankful for that. Uh, In addition, Um, It came at uh, something where, like, the uh, manufacturer of the medication pays a great deal of Mm -hmm. it. So that's also a blessing, right? They give you an assistance card or whatever. You know, so I'm thankful for that. And so that that was the so and how I responded. And I think it's just acceptance that I can't explain why this is happening to me and why I'm having to struggle. But it just is. And so the best way to move forward is to go through it, in my opinion, and to just surrender and accept that this is the case, right? And be grateful for what you can. Mm-hmm. So that was my so. Um, yeah, that was so.
0: one of many butts that you've had. Yes. Your,
1: yes. Over that seven well, year well said, Gina. Yes. Yeah. There were a lot of butts in, in that. Thanks seven for seven reminder. years. Yeah. Thanks, Gina, for but all seven the years reminder of my big butts. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yes. So let's get into the uh, the fun stuff now, which is the and, and that is what God does through it. Uh, and so looking at this verse, it says, and this is verse 1352, and the disciples were filled with joy mm-hmm. and with the Holy Spirit. So despite the opposition and being expelled from the city, they chose to shake the dust from their feet, move on, and yeah. were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit as a result. So hallelujah for that. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. You know, so thinking about uh, the and portion of each of our stories mm-hmm. and what God did through that. Starting with you, Gina,
0: and your story. Of, well, I tried to say yeah. it earlier, and you yes, told I me we weren't there. Yeah. Now I was to say it. You can talk about it now. So okay,
1: oh, now we're there.
0: <laughs> and the Lord provided for me financially. The Lord provided a job for me that paid better than the job that I had and met all my needs. So it was a pretty beautiful and. It took a while to get there. Um, all those doors. I mean, I literally sent out a hundred resumes and no one wanted <laughs> to return no a call. To talk no, to you. but no, I, um, <laughs> they weren't having it. And I, yeah. you know, but I, I I, really didn't stress about it. I really did know the Lord had me. He was showing me that. And and when he um, provided, he came through in a big way. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Kristen?
2: Well, mine was, I, I think, more of a general story around people who maybe had been laid off. Different situation from Gina because you loved your job so mm-hmm. much and it does sound like it met a lot of your needs and yeah. was rooted in what's important to you. But that's not the case for a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? And um, I, there's there's a couple people that I know. Everyone comes to me when they want a job because a portion of the company that I work for is a recruiting engine. Mm. Now, we recruit IT, but it doesn't matter. Once people think that you work for a recruiting company, they come to me for anything.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. exactly what yeah. we do, but I'll <laughs> let you know if I know right, of anybody. Right, right. Well, yeah. had I known that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I can also tell you that no one reads resumes, which is okay. why we are yeah. able to operate. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we help companies find talent because they don't read resumes. Right. But I think that it so my point in saying that is that some of my really close friends came to me who had been laid off and were struggling to find work and The biggest thing that I tell people is, like, just be really grounded in what's important to you. And one of my girlfriends had interviewed for a couple different jobs, and she didn't get them, and she was really bummed. And she interviewed for this job that, with a company that she had worked for prior, they were considering bringing her back. And she she wasn't sure if she wanted to work for them or not. And she knew exactly what she would need to say when she went in there she would need to tell them I could work this many hours you have my 100% commitment I want to grow in this company but that wasn't how she really felt she wanted to work part-time she has other things that she's doing in her life that are important now and you know God bless her she was just really honest about that and Mm -hmm. she didn't get that job because of it but a week later another girlfriend of ours who works in the same industry got her a job and it's the perfect job for her. Yeah. And, you know, I just feel really happy for her and for you too, Gina, because you found something that is, it was a really good fit at the end of the day. And I think that's, that's just something that I, I notice a lot, even in my job, I've had to let people go before. Mm -hmm. And that's a really hard hard. thing to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not, you you don't have, I, I tell people this a lot at work, Having to lay someone off is very different than having to fire somebody or demote somebody. Mm -hmm. You could hide behind Mm -hmm. the company and say, look, this isn't my fault. We just have to lay people off. But when you're demoting somebody because of performance or whatever that may be, that's a really hard thing to do. And what can make you feel a lot better about it is knowing that you are doing the right thing for them. Because no one wants to be in a job that they're not excelling at. They're not doing well. The people working for them are like no one wants that. They just get stuck Mm -hmm. and they may not move. Right. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. if I can help them make those choices so that they can get to the end, that process might be a little rocky, might not feel good in the moment. But typically they end up better off.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think God does that with us? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Do you think sometimes the and is him doing that?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's hard. And it's, it's rocky. so hard.
1: Yeah. That's what I thought of instantly when you were describing what we have to do or you have to do in your role at work but knowing that God is interested in our character more than our comfort. And Mm -hmm. so he's going to do what is needed to deliver us, Mm -hmm. whatever that may look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in this case, it's a story of Paul and Barnabas, right? They were filled with joy and the Holy spirit, but they had a lot of (laughs) difficulties, you know, in acts being beaten and imprisoned and all kinds of stuff. Um, But, you know, when we look at the and for God, I think we need to be realistic and say ultimately the and should look like we are closer to him after the trial than we were before. And if that is delivered and if the vehicle to get us there is not only the but, Mm -hmm. the opposition, it's also perhaps, what he does through it. And sometimes he gets quiet to grow our faith. Sometimes we don't feel his manifest presence. Mm-hmm. So what if the situation looks like this? But I lost my job. Things are going along fine, but I lost my job. So I turned to God and I prayed and I didn't hear much. You know what I mean? Like sometimes maybe God is going to take that moment for whatever it is to grow your faith and he knows what it needs to be what it needs to look like so in the end it's in my mind it just keeps going so but so and but so and it yeah. doesn't just end so you see what I'm saying like it can keep going and so then after the end but God was silent so I saw it him out more with a more feverit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, intense, mm-hmm. uh, pursuit. And he responded and moved it, you know, so it's that ongoing thing. I think we're going to see that, that it doesn't just end like it does in, in this verse, right? They go on to have more trials. Um, so what do you guys think about that? I mean, is that something that makes sense to you in your mind's eye as you look at, Like, I think about, like, let's just look at the pandemic in California. We've recently opened up things, Mm -hmm. but you turn on the news or you look at the, you know, news on your phone and 50 percent of the cases are now the Delta virus. Mm -hmm. So now we're back to the but. But, you know, more cases
0: are emerging.
1: So, you know, it's just it just goes on and on and on. So I think that's life.
0: That's going to totally be our life, life here. Like when you yes. even started out and said yes. we we should expect the right. Yeah, You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so it comes down to how we're going to respond mm-hmm. and knowing, knowing that our God is for us, that he is with us, that he will not forsake us, and that he always wants our highest good. Yeah.
2: And also... There's the big part of so also to me requires action.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. And
2: I struggle a bit when I have people close in my life who have a but. They're looking for the and. And they skipped over the The so. so. Yes. And even if that so is prayer, I could sit here. We're in this studio right now. There's a couple bottles of water on the table. But if we all of a sudden got hungry, I could sit here and pray for food to appear. Right. Right. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. But the amount of times that God may have said to me, well, there's food right outside. Why don't you just like walk outside and go get it or Mm -hmm. get up and do something to help Mm -hmm. yourself so you're not hungry. I feel like we too often, and I know I'm generalizing, and this isn't necessarily everybody, but we've had those moments where we have the but, we want the and, the choice also requires our action. Right.
1: It requires our so. Yes. yes. hmm Very, very true. hmm And this can get more and more difficult and complicated, you know, if we're wrestling with um I don't know, fatigue, right, Mm -hmm. or um, fear, or whatever, you know, whatever it looks like, whatever F word you want to insert into that, right, that's what it is, and so it's something where God can meet all of our needs, though, so if it's something where we need the energy, the courage, the motivation, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I read a quote, and I love this, it says, um, We think that it's about the motivation to start, um, when in actuality, it's just starting to have motivation.
0: You know, it's once you start, the motivation comes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's it's in reverse. So it's just God, please just give me the starting faith. I don't need to have the complete thing. So whatever it is to activate that, so Mm -hmm. you know, to Mm -hmm. to get us to take that baby step, so that. We right. can get to the end. To the yep. end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Really well said.
1: Yeah. Such an interesting topic for three little words, how yeah, you yeah. can really extract out and get, you know, get, go deep on, on that. I mm-hmm. love that. And I think, you know, to think that God's word or words, right, but so and is is part of that. So...
0: Well, thanks for bringing yeah. that to us yeah. today, Catherine. She was saying that, you know, she was um, praying and uh, reading and God just downloaded that to her, these three words, mm-hmm. but, so, and, and um, not something I would have thought of, but I think it's been a really good topic and interesting to talk about and, and yeah. really relevant. Yeah. Um, so thanks for bringing that.
1: Yeah, yeah, Thank a little thought provoking for the week. Yeah. So anyway, I want to just close with thanking you all again for joining me today on another journey of Rebounding Faith, and I look forward to next week and another great topic. So thank you for uh, for tuning in.
0: Yeah, and um, check us out on all social media. Thank you for joining us.
1: Come and join us next week and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.